Welcome to the IQ Meets EQ podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Broman, Principal Solicitor at TBA Law and CEO of Legally Wise Women. And I'm here with Ush Danik, former corporate lawyer, then head of HR, and now an emotional intelligence coach. Good morning, Ush. Morning, Jackie. How are you going? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, love how we're both just yawning away before we record this episode. Yeah, early 6am start. Yeah, well, it's funny because six o'clock hasn't been an issue for us at all before. No. But we're feeling it at the moment. <laughs> I know, I know. And you think it'd be easier, right? Still, like, start of the year, energised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> not today. But that's good. We've got Stacey's energy, though. Yeah, we do. We do. We'll get into that. So what have you been up to? I feel like um, it's just been a whirlwind, actually. So it was a nice, you know, couple of days off over the whole Christmas time and Mm. easing back into January. And then all of a sudden it's been like, bang, straight back into it. Yeah. So, yeah, been a a busy couple of weeks. Mm. Mm. I feel a little bit like that. Like I... um got back to work and there was a couple of weeks that were quite quiet because people are still on school holidays and not back at work necessarily. So we just potted away and it was really good. And then all of a sudden, bang, 150 emails as usual and all the stuff. So it is. And maybe that's why we're a bit tired because all of a sudden we're like, what is this? What is this? I know. And it's been so relaxing to have a break. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It just feels like, yeah, getting back into the routine. Mm -hmm. Mm. I don't know if I said it to you last time, but I think having the break just made me realise how much adrenaline I run on and how how fatigued I am. And so I suppose it's now that we're back to that. We've got to find it all again. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And, but you know what, we're going to say the word productive. We can't use the word busy, which I did already. So I'm going to rephrase that. Yeah. Yeah, and we can't exchange the word busy for hectic. <laughs> no, no. no That's that, um, there was that article, right, that um, Ariana Huffington wrote. I just saw it on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, and it was the words that we're not going to use in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, busy was one of those, and she said something similar, like don't replace it with, you know, fast-paced or something. Yeah. Um, so, no. yeah. It's Remember, yeah. we use cruising, not busy. Yeah. <laughs> so no no we've been we've been productive we've been yeah good. well a good one yeah yeah <laughs> I've got to tell you about this community that I'm living in now because oh, we've me. moved and sold our house and so we've moved out oh. on, onto the Pakapanyal army barracks oh my god I've just noticed your background's different yes <laughs> <laughs> so Pakapanyal is the only army base where there's actually housing as well. So we've got to go through the army security to get to the house. And so people can't just come and visit. We've got to go down to the main gate and get them in and follow us and stuff. So it's a gated community bit to the extreme, but you know, they're all fairly young families out here too. So it's a really um, interesting vibe. Like everyone's quite fit and everyone's outside exercising and because um, <laughs> it's safe kids are playing in the street and riding their scooters and bikes around until nine wow. o'clock there's also lots and lots of open space and so we have kangaroos and emus everywhere they come oh my goodness Jack, you're gonna take a picture and post it on the site <laughs> 
Yeah, so we're here for a little while until we find somewhere else to live. <laughs> but it's good. So how, long, how long do you think you'll be there? What's a little while? Ah, oh, 12 months to two years, I think. Right, so not, we're not talking months. No. Right, mm. oh my mm. goodness. Have you unpacked and settled in? Mm. Yep, well and truly. Um, and the and dogs, how do they take with the move? Yeah, they've settled in pretty well. They've got a much smaller backyard, but we're walking them morning and night now. Um, so we're doing about eight to 10 Ks a day with them and they love that. So they're fine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the gym out here is free because it's part of the community. So I'm doing a six-week program. Nice. And I love how you said everyone's just really fit. So obviously because of army training or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they seem to have like really active lifestyles. That's mm. so motivating. Mm, it is. It is. And here we are sort of both feeling it, like, oh, it's six o'clock. Is it good for perving as well? <laughs> is it good for perving? Oh, look, to be honest, I don't look. <laughs> oh, Jackie, just let the team down. Come on. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't have to look at anyone. You still look. You still look compared while you're, while you're out for a walk. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny, you know, because it's the other women that I look at, not the men. Um, oh, you know, it's okay. a comparison thing. I'm checking the women out to see how fit they are. <laughs> oh god Jackie oh I need to go visit you now maybe I can answer that question next time on the podcast (laughs) oh gosh so yes there we are Hmm. nice that sounds really good yeah yeah you mentioned Stacey before so um I got a chance to speak to Stacey Head from SheWear Mm. And I'd been setting this interview up for a while. She actually had um, a pop-up store in Melbourne for November, December, I think it was. And so that was when I first got in touch with her. But then she was way too busy. So um, it didn't happen. But, yeah, we're in January and got to set it up. So good old Fem Economy put me in touch with Stacey. Um, but I had heard of She Wear for a while, actually. And I think that Stacey's done her PR really well. She does personal protection clothing, like so OH&S requirements for, you know, on-site sort of work mm. for women, particularly boots. So yeah, let's get into it and have a listen. So Stacey Head, welcome to the IQ Meets EQ podcast. How are you? Jackie, how are you? Well, thanks. Uh, so I have been following your business. I've, you know, seen ads here and there. The Fem Economy Girls then connected us, which was great. So your business primarily does um, footwear, particularly meeting the OH&S requirements for women. So protective yes. footwear, which is fantastic. But before we dive into that, what I wanted to go back to was all the way back to when you were little and what you actually wanted to be when you were growing up. <laughs> Good question. I, I guess I had two areas that I really inter- I was in, really interested in. It was either travel mm. or design. So I, I, one of my first memories as a fairly young child is I had a sketchbook and I used to draw architectural houses and house designs. So wow. it was a really early interest for me. But I got into uni, a bachelor built environment that decided really wasn't my thing. So I just did clerical roles for a few years. And then I actually ended up in the travel industry. So I worked for ANSET, so a big Australian airline Mm. for about seven years. I had great career opportunities uh, with ANSET. And then after ANSET collapsed, moved into Flight Centre where I was operational manager there. 
and then just decided on a career change. So uh, left the career behind and purchased, renovated and sold properties for six years. So ah. flipped properties for, mm -hmm. um, I flipped five in the six years. Mm -hmm. And it was all on one of those bills. The nail went through my foot wearing extremely oh is I'm a Queensland girl. So I'll say a pair of thongs or flip flops, uh -huh. depending where you're <laughs> uh, Needless to say, a bit of an injury, a few swear words and realised I needed some work boots. And, and I was just astounded that women weren't catered for in that particular market. So that's yeah. actually how she were launched. Amazing. Mm. Sort of yeah. varied path to where I've got to. That's yeah, sure. absolutely. A very winding path, but mm -hmm. you've certainly got, and I was listening to something else yesterday and they were talking about connecting the dots backwards and you can't see what dots are coming forwards and how, where you're going to end up. But certainly looking backwards, you can go, oh, well, that I learned that skill there and that skill there, and they're all really relevant to follow along. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I saw in your bio about the property development stuff and mm. I think it was about the same time actually. I was working in Sydney in a recycling company and so um, I was often going out onto site and I just had gumboots, <laughs> should have had, <laughs> had um, protective boots. Um, but I wanted to wear something a little bit pretty and stand out. So I got these pretty gumboots um, and you know gumboots don't fit your feet very well at the no, best of not times. Your feet at all. Absolutely. Mm. But as soon as you want something pretty, the gumboots leaked straight away. So. Okay. Great gumboots. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But the workplace also didn't provide the PPE either. Like I think right. they provided it to the guys who actually worked on site. But you know, I was I was a legal officer going here and there to sites and things and they didn't think that didn't think to provide me with something. So I understand the pain sort of, you know, it was nearly ten years ago, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And mm. it women weren't catered for because the, the bigger companies just didn't think it was a need for it. And mm. and like yourself, there's a lot of contractors that go on site. There's legal, there's designers, mm. there's politicians. But there's mm. obviously lots of women in trades and women in construction. So it's quite a varied role. And a lot of people say to me, it's so niche. And it's actually not. No. You think of all the women that work on all the hardware store floors or mm. uh, work in logistics and distribution. So it's actually quite a varied industry. Mm -hmm. We ask a survey at checkout, you know, what are you going to be doing in your she wears when people purchase online? And every day we come across something new. So yeah. it's, um, it's certainly not niche. It's very, no. very. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was also thinking um, of you yesterday because in the news there is one of the gene retailers who are going under oh, um, and I was yes and I was thinking well they're not niche at all and they're probably not clicking into the online market but in some respects that that in that way you're niche like I know it's a really broad market but you're yeah. not um, you you really do stand out compared to like a jeans west that does the same thing as anyone else is doing so I think that it's great yeah, look, I think it's being relevant in the market is, is mm. a lot of the issues that I think the retailers are coming across at the moment. And a lot of those retailers have successfully moved into online, but it, it's a, a fine line between online and bricks and mortar. So, and they're very yep. different strategies. So I think yep. the older stores like Jeans West has been around for a long time, mm. really need to probably look at their digital strategy quite a while ago. 
Mm-hmm. And you've obviously got both. Do you rely more on the online? Yeah, our focus yep. has always been online. So when yep. we launched, I basically launched at, from home, from my garage. So that was my online, very yep. fancy store. <laughs> uh, we also have a showroom at our HQ now. So it, yes. we actually have a physical bricks and mortar store, which is more a showroom. And we have about 40 resellers throughout Australia and New Zealand. So, but the online has always been our focus. Mm. Uh, Can be a challenge because a lot of women do want to try shoes on. Mm. So that is probably one of our biggest challenges is tapping into those women that don't traditionally buy shoes online. Mm. However, we have a really small percentage. We've worked for the last six years very closely on getting our sizing right. Mm -hmm. And we also have really extensive size guides. So I think we get on average around 4% returns where industry average is around 25, 30%. So something we're really proud of, but we've worked really hard at that. So it's getting that message across to women. You you can return it if you don't like them. So, (laughs) So, you know, we always give that option. Yeah. And I suppose starting online gave you that much of a focus initially, didn't it? Because you knew you had to get it right. But I think in a lot of respects over that same period of time that you've been working, more and more people are just so used to buying online that it's it's not a huge thing anymore, is it really? Absolutely. And I mean, it's making sure that you get that message across to your customers that they can return if they need. And like I said, Mm. we have a very small percentage, but it's there if you need to. So Mm. I think as long as you can get that message across, and share your customers' stories and what your customers have, um, the experiences that they've had online, because it can a little be a bit faceless. Yep. So I guess authenticity in your marketing is important. So, you know, we definitely drive that we're a small business and we're here to help. And I think that people appreciate that. Yes. And being Australian-owned and made as well. Uh, we're not Australian-made, but we're definitely Australian-owned mm. and Australian-designed. Mm-hmm. I personally do all the mm. R&D and all the designs. So. Yeah, yeah. I looked at that in all your frequently asked questions. So back when you first had the idea, how did you even go about sourcing and starting to even design these things? Because you're not a shoe designer. You liked houses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was definitely a challenge. So yeah. obviously I didn't have a footwear background except probably lots and lots of pairs of shoes in my yeah. company. I've been a bit of a um, shoe fan, which I guess most women are. Mm. Uh, it, was a, it was a huge challenge and it was 10 months pretty much to market. So the accident happened mm. and for about probably 18 months, I kept saying to myself, this is ridiculous. Why can't mm-hmm. women get work boots? And, you know, I, I sourced a pair from eBay, off, off eBay from the UK, I think they came yep. from, and they fell apart within a couple of months. So uh. They weren't a great design and they mm. weren't probably truly a female design. So mm-hmm. a lot of these businesses will still do that. They use a man's design, but say it's a female yep. design. Yeah. Anyway, that's another that's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was an interesting time. So basically, I did a lot of research on the anatomical differences between men and women's feet. Yeah. Uh, and and pretty much just went out to different suppliers and and made had some prototypes made. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Australian standards is a huge issue in this country. So they had to be laboratory tested at a global lab, and obviously all Australian guidelines, import, export, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it yeah. was a huge learning curve. But I guess the last six years has been a learning curve because our designs have improved as I've obviously my knowledge has changed. So, you know, I'm I'm I know a lot about shoes now and and what what the components are that makes yep. good footwear and what doesn't. Yeah. So you know, our designs today have come a long way from those designs in the early days. So, mm. Mm. that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and it just goes to show as well for those listeners who 
aren't in business for themselves, how committed you were and how long the idea you were mulling it over in your head and then the research component. So 18 months of thinking about it, really eight months more after that when you started designing and getting a prototype ready to go yeah, and so having eight, stock. <laughs> yeah, so 18 months after the accident. Yeah. And then I remember it was a New Year's Eve. I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions. So like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I was still flipping a property at the time, so I did have some time up my sleeve. And so it was, yeah, 10 months to market. So I put out, and those were the days where you could have social media reach was very easy. So I put it yeah. out on Facebook quite early, was uh-huh. getting feedback, spoke, speaking to women in, in the various industries about what they wanted. Uh, I guess the the business side of it, I was running it from home, so that was quite easy really. Mm -hmm. And I just had the attitude it was just going to be a side business. Mm -hmm. I worked casually whilst I was flipping properties and made a bit of a cash flow. So really was just I wanted it to take over that. So it sort of started as a bit of a hobby, to be honest. (laughs) And I wasn't really prepared when we we grew very quickly. The boots Mm -hmm. were on the block about... Mm -hmm five months after launch wow. so everything changed after yeah so, god that's huge yes yeah it was it was very big at the time yep. yeah and so I mean there's no way of preparing for that <laughs> you're just in yeah. it and making it work so what all of a sudden you needed more systems more people more stock exactly. investment so I much, uh, I've, I've self-funded Okay. Wow. So I've never had any external investments. Yeah. So every room of my house, they went from bedrooms to box rooms. <laughs> uh, I think my, I think we pretty much sat on boxes to watch TV. So yeah. it was pretty full on. And then we sold out very quickly because, um, yeah. you know, we were the first kind of boot out there that was woman specific, and that and they had a bit of a design to it. So mm. uh, very quickly had to design some more designs and yeah. also bring more boots in I had to bring staff in I was handwriting manifests still and courier dockets so there was no systems basically you know Mm -hmm. I kept all my finances on an excel spreadsheet yeah wow Uh, so yeah that was probably the biggest learning curve get your systems in place before you even start because you just don't know what's going to happen no and you and you didn't you thought it might have just been something to replace your casual job but boom there it goes yes absolutely so it was a huge learning curve that growth yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, we were, it was just me solo sitting in my, I say garage, it's a decent garage, yes. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a huge learning curve and yeah. it was obviously ridiculously long hours and, and staff had to come on board quickly, but you know, yeah. it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, we certainly wouldn't be where we are today without that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as a service business, you know, I don't have to have stock. I, you know, I'm selling my time and there's not huge overheads really at all either. So how do you, particularly in those early days, had you had experience with managing stock, like making sure you had enough in the pipeline because you knew how much was going out or were there periods where you just went, got it all, got none, shit better organ. (laughs) Yeah. Inventory management, you can speak to the most experienced retailer and they will Mm. tell you that one of their biggest bugbears is inventory management. And it's just unavoidable. I mean, we obviously have a bell curve of sizes. So we offer eight sizes for every style. And we have now, I think we have about 50 odd options. 
okay. and eight sizes in all those options. So you can imagine it takes up <sighs> a lot of space. So it's yeah. expensive to warehouse. Yes. So we do our own warehousing. We don't use an, a third party and, okay. and we house everything locally here in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, but inventory management still, I mean, we'll still run out of the most popular stock. And I mean, unfortunately, you just have to go with the times. And there's no rhyme mm. or reason. You might sell out of, say, size eight, the most popular size um, mm. for and feet. You'll sell out of size eight in one colour, but not another. Mm. So sometimes it's just a guessing game, really. I mean, we mm. do have some statistics and some financial analysis around it, mm. but quite often it will be just, um, yeah, try to quick. Oh my God, we need to put another order in. So it, it's constantly ordering, staying in control with our factory, um, you know, obviously through the QA process as well. So it is, it's inventory management is one of the biggest bugbears of a retail role, that's for mm. sure, or a product based business. Mm. So with all this sudden change and having to put systems in place and suddenly having to manage a team, who'd you reach out to to work out how to do it all? Did you have a coach? Did you have a group mm. of... No, not pretty much just, just did it. trial and error. I mean, I, I was in a fortunate position back in the ANSET days that I was given management roles from quite a young age. So I right. was used to managing people. Yep. So I think I was managing teams at around 25. Mm -hmm. So I was used to managing people. Um, but it's very different to be a full-time manager mm. than it is when you are trying to be everything. an accountant, a social media expert, a marketer, everything. Designer. So that is, I think, one of mm -hmm. the biggest challenges of small business, and you would understand that, mm. is trying to be everything to everyone. So it, it's actually really challenging, and I don't think there's any rhyme or reason or a way to fix everything. Um, you just have to go with your gut. Yep. And um, I know that sounds really unprofessional, but I think intuition is just so important in business, particularly in women yep. in business. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because I completely agree. And I think that that's been my biggest learning curve is to actually trust that intuition. Uh -huh. Yep. And particularly with team members, because it is, you get this inkling about whether someone's right or not. And mm -hmm. I have pushed that aside because on paper they look great and it hasn't worked out and I should have realised. But also, you know, you might get an inkling that someone's, got an issue at home and so you explore that mm, mm. yeah so start staffing and management when and and as you know particularly when you're really busy I mean it's such a priority you want happy yeah. staff mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a huge challenge and That's one right. that I'm still working on yeah 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 so how do you think about yourself as a leader then do you really conscious approach oh <laughs> I I do I, I'm really fortunate we we only have a small team and everyone that I've got working for me at the moment has just got the best attitude. And I think attitude is so important in the mm -hmm. culture. Mm. You have one sort of person that doesn't either feel right in that culture and it can create mm. a really difficult environment. So I'm really lucky. I've got people that want to be there and want to see the business succeed. Yeah. So I don't really even have to manage them per se, which yeah. is great. You know, we just, we sit down. I've always had an attitude in a management role that they're your peers, not your subordinates. So, yeah. you know, their, their ideas are just as important as my ideas mm -hmm. and they always have buy-in. So I think that's the best way to yeah. lead people is to make sure that they're aware that they have some say. Yeah. Uh, and that's regardless whether you're in a call centre or whether you're running a small business. I think you have to treat your staff with respect. And I don't even refer really to my staff, it's really my team. So um, I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. Because even everything you've just said is... Um, still a really conscious way of approaching leadership, isn't it? Because um, you have really curated your team. Um, you refer to them as your team. It is really um, 
teamwork rather than you dictating. Um, yeah, and and you have good people that you trust. Yeah, yeah mm. and there's been times where I have had people that haven't fit, you know, and it's been really difficult because mm -hmm. you do rely on your team yeah. to, you know, I'm obviously not there all the time, especially I am in, so we're in a growth phase where I'm trying to focus on that. Um, so you've got to be able to rely on them to turn up on time and do yes. the right thing. And we've had time where people have really disappointed us. Yeah. And it's really difficult. It's really difficult when you're mm. not always present. So, mm. yeah, leading is, is a huge challenge. It really is. Mm. But as a small team, I'm really lucky. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Leadership's something that I've been really thinking about a lot lately, particularly from a female perspective, because I do think we have to lead differently. Yeah. And... And what you're talking about it with culture, I think, is is key as well. But we're leading from the top with creating our culture, isn't aren't we? Or else the culture can just run away from us. But the culture definitely comes from the top. I've mm. uh, it's a, it's a long story which I won't go into. But I had I had an opportunity to speak to a CEO of a company in my industry, and mm -hmm. the attitude from him was just. Uh, I, I can't use the word that I'd like to use. <laughs> I'm trying to be a lady. <laughs> It wasn't great. And the whole business is run with that same kind of culture and same attitude. And it's true. The culture comes from the top. Mm. Mm. All right. So with all the experience that you have now and looking back, mm -hmm. what would you tell your 21-year-old self? I'd sit her down for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> would she listen? Oh, <laughs> she probably would. I don't think oh, my, I don't even want to say my age now. I don't think yeah. I'd listen to myself. But 21, I probably would. I think the biggest thing to tell younger women is just do you, be you, be yourself. Mm. You know, you don't try and be someone else or be mm. what someone else wants you to be. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, resilience is just so key. And I don't think you can really be resilient at 21. I think that comes with age and experience. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to trust the process that just, yeah, definitely be you, but be good to people. And I think everything else falls into place. Mm, yeah, really good advice. I even find that it could be hard at 21 to even know who you are to be you sometimes too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think of myself when I was impressionable at 21. I wanted yep. to keep everybody happy. Yeah. I didn't like criticism, whether it was personal or professional. And I mean, I still don't. No one does. But, you know, you, you do have to cop it on the chin a little bit more. Mm. But at 21, it's, you take everything so personally. And I think you just try and fit in and, and keep people happy. Well, I, I know I did. So mm, you know, mm. I, I think that would be my biggest advice to my 21-year-old self. Yeah, don't just do what you should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life might be very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I sort of wonder, you know, what we go through creates the people that we are anyway. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We have to go through the good and the bad to... Mm. Um, I think sometimes the bad shapes us more than the good, actually. Yeah, the hard times probably do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So talking about hard times, when you're, you've got your ups and downs with business, do you have some rituals or something that you regularly do to check in with yourself about your own well-being? I'm trying to. So I think last year was a big learning lesson for me. I think I was, um, you know, and I'm not a very melodramatic person and I don't really talk about my health, but I think I was on the way to burnout. Mm. And it was, it, it, there was a, a, it was a difficult year in business and nothing in particular, you know, we're still running successfully. It was just challenges, a few challenges with staff and, and finances and competition mm. uh, and just trying to grow a small business. is There's a lot of challenges in there. So 
I think I've just come back from a two-week holiday overseas and it was exactly what I needed. Mm. And, you know, doing a lot of reading, listening to podcasts about routine and what you need to do to put yourself first. I think this year will Mm. be putting a little bit more time into me, Mm -hmm. uh, waking up early, meditating, reading, Mm. reading both business and non-business. So in a bit of um, fiction. Mm-hmm. And also just taking time out to walk on the beach or walk my dogs or go to the gym. Good. So, you know, this year, I, I've only been back at work this week, saying that you're obviously always touching yes. work when you're travelling, but mm. physically being back at work. So uh, not going to social media first thing I wake up is one yeah. of my biggest, biggest things this year. I recently brought on a marketing person who's fantastic in my business. So I can do that step away from social media which we do have fairly big presence and I can spend way mm. too much time on it. And then all of a sudden you're scrolling, looking at stuff ridiculously. Yes, so, that's right. And half an hour's yeah. gone. <laughs> when, yeah, where's it gone? What a waste. Yes. So yes. it's just putting some systems in place for me personally. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I love listening to what other women do because everything works differently for everyone. I've really struggled with meditating. Yeah, but I'm determined to really give it a red hot go this year. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll find one that works for you, even if it's a five or ten minute guided one. Yeah, How easy is that? that? Yeah, I do, but not religiously either. Like it just fits in where I can fit it, and I've got so many good guided ones. There's so much free stuff around because it's becoming such a mainstream thing. You right. you'll find something that fits, but I certainly can't sit aside for an hour and meditate. No. I mean, I just start getting up and doing things so yeah yeah oh look I can't really sit still for 10 minutes anyway so I can't imagine me trying <laughs> yeah. to zone yeah my, my chickens will squawk or my dogs will bark and then That's right. I think about what's for dinner or what email I've got to send so I think 10 minutes is kind of where I'm at with it yeah uh, and 10 minutes isn't too bad but it's it's harder than what you think yeah yeah that's right settle that mind and to be consistent as well so I suppose it's not being hard on yourself where you have a week where you don't do anything for yourself and just make sure you bring it back in absolutely and if Mm. your mind wanders don't criticize yourself just accept Mm. that's who you are but bring it back so Mm. yeah I think there's a there's a lot of little lessons to learn with meditating but I'm determined to to do it more consistently than I have yeah Great. What I might try and do actually when this podcast goes live is put in a link to a walking meditation that I have um, because it's great. It's 15 minutes and you have it while you're walking. So you're actually doing things looking around. Yeah, much more active. It's nice. So there you go. You can have a look for that when it goes. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, so where now you obviously on social media and you've got a great website Mm -hmm. and you're everywhere. Where do you want to direct people to find you? So our website is shewear.com.au and we're also on social media, SheWear Australia. Mm-hmm. And we have our showroom and our HQ at Northgate in Brisbane. So, um, you know, we have appointments that people can come in and have a chat to us. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get on with your day. Maybe you can do some meditation this morning. <laughs> okay, I'm off now. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Jackie. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stacey. It was great. All right. What did you think? Yeah, look, I, just as we were saying, actually, before you hit record, I think her energy is amazing. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, look, unfortunate accident to have, but, uh, but a look at what's happened and what's, what's been born out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was interesting to know how long it took to, you know, to birth mm. that idea out of the accident, because that's what I was so interested in hearing from her about when I first 
you know, looked her up and her background was, you know, in travel and property development and not in design at all. So how do you mm. even go about designing a boot and knowing about the structure of a foot? So yeah. Heaps of research yeah. apparently and a long time of it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Like I was actually sitting back going, if I had a similar idea, could I go through that whole process? That's right. Um, would I persist for that long? Yeah. And I think the answer would be no, unless I was really keen on the product itself and found it interesting as opposed to it being a, just a, a really good idea that's going to work because the market needs it. So mm-hmm. I think there's that balance of, you know, are you really passionate about researching the different things between men's and women's feet and what products to use for what and, and how that all works. I think it's just unbelievable the you know, the passion and commitment that, that Stacey's shown to get that done. That's right. Yeah, I completely agree. And so it, it sort of just goes to show she was sort of meant to do that because she's the person, like the accident happened to her and, and then she yes. had tenacity to actually bring it about. But the scary thing is that there was nothing like that before. I think that's the bit I was going, whoa, like how can there not have been something no. now that is so obvious to have yep. that we don't have? Yep. Yeah, they were just men's boots in female sizes or sometimes not even female sizes and you had just to get a male boot. Yes. Well, I want a pair of um, hot pink boots. I actually like the cheetah pattern. <laughs> yeah, I saw those. Um, I've got, I don't do any property developments. So I just have to wear them around the yard. You know, yeah, you, you couldn't make the excuse that, you know, going to your dentist practices is going on site just in case, uh, you know. <laughs> a needle falls off or something yeah <laughs> and then you know what um the fact that like they didn't have anything like that before it just got me thinking like so I used to work for um you know sort of like blue collar companies all the time in, mm-hmm. in, in my HR gig and there's obviously women employed and obviously wearing PPE yep. and I was trying to recall what these women were wearing mm-hmm. and I think you're right it was a case of the wearing the men's ones in Yep. If they could in, in smaller sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when the pink high vis started coming in, which was well after I'd been working in the recycling business, you know, over 10 years ago, cause even there I was wearing just one of the singlets that goes over the top of your ordinary clothes. And it was a small, but you know, I didn't have to undo it to get it on. It was just this massive thing that hung yeah. down like a little yeah. shift dress. Yeah. But I thought, well, at least they'll see me. <laughs> exactly. Um, I also got thinking about, you know, that whole, um, you know, how she put on the block, right? And then mm-hmm. the business catapulted. And funny enough, I was talking to someone just last night, not related to Stacey's issue, but he's, he's creating some motivational videos and he's like, oh, I need a topic. And I was like, oh, why don't we do the topic of, um, you know, the whole what if, you know, that butterfly effect, sliding doors mm-hmm. effect of, you know, one incident happening and then what if, and then the, the next what if and where that takes you. And, and that just reminded me of, you know, the Stacey's thing, that, that one thing of, you know, her products being put on the block and how it transformed and took her business to where it is now. Yep. Yep. That, that one break, that one opportunity. Yes. Um, yeah. It seems like, you know, the accident and then being on the block, it's like all of these things are conspiring. To yeah, but I mean, she would have been work. hustling all the time to, yeah. to get all this exposure. So I don't think, well, I didn't ask if the block just picked them up 
off her social mm. media or whether she approached yeah. directly. But she's, like I said, had a lot of good PR and you have to go out and get that, don't you? But on the flip side, you don't get good PR unless you've got a good, interesting, different product. So, yeah. Goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah. And then um, makes you think about the systems as well, right? Like for any business that, you know, certain things we put off, I guess, or we juggle. And I can just imagine how, you know, Stacey was describing it, that, you know, she's got these Excel spreadsheets and boxes here uh-huh. and boxes there. And <laughs> and then all of a sudden the demand takes off and you're like, oh my God, like, yep. Yep. how do I, how do I deal with that? That's right. Um, and she seems to have really done it very much just on her own bat, learning as she went and being fairly unsupported. Cause I asked her about, you know, what coach and what groups. Um, and she was like, not not really just learnt on the way so and organically just you know adapting worked it out yeah 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 Yeah, just the uh the tenacity to get all of that done it's just you know really awe-inspiring um very much so she reminded me a little bit when we were speaking to to Jackie Alder because Jackie yes she had to wear those granny dresses to get people attention same same. (laughs) reminded me about the same thing yeah but yeah I think you know there's there's amazing you know options and potential I think for Stacey to collaborate you know and 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 really take that to market now and go you know this is who we are and this is what we're doing and we need just more exposure of it but you know it's like I keep going back to the fact that I just can't believe it wasn't there before she did it Mm -hmm. I suppose then it comes down to well how big does she want to be because she spoke also about last year having burnout and Mm. talk about you know startup businesses but you can't run at startup pace for seven years like she has been and so it comes down to well again what what do you want is what she's got enough or yeah go for more which means more team more doing everything but yeah and failing it appropriately isn't it and without that burnout again Mm. Mm -hmm. growth yeah and growth to the next level yeah and I like what she was saying about leadership and her style of leadership as well because again it's just sort of happened naturally and she doesn't seem to have thought all that deeply about it but it's very much getting the right people and it seems like her culture happens automatically because she le- does lead by example. Yeah. Um, and I think just because, you know, I think there's a big difference as well when I've spoken to startups in, um, you know, owners that have, like you said, birthed the whole business because mm-hmm. they live and breathe it. So it's not like they're creating, having to go, Oh, what is my culture? Yeah. It's their DNA is pretty much the culture because mm. they've lived and breathed it mm-hmm. um, and I think you're either attracted to that when you bring people on um, yep. and you work for someone of that nature or you're not yeah I agree yeah so you either go yeah I get that I get how much has gone into this and yeah and, and I want to be a part of it and I want to be a part of it mm. or now nah, I want to I want to work with someone that has more structure more yep. tech more this in place and then you tend to go somewhere else right so yep. Yep. I think she's she's done really well just to the find the right fit and the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And I loved her comment that she'd been in a management role before, but particularly, I suppose, being a small business owner, I love that she said 
but leading from a pure management role is so different from leading at the head of a small business because in the small yeah. business you don't have dedicated time to manage people you're doing everything so I just so loved that point it would just articulated so well mm. the situation yeah. Yeah, and it's the whole, um, you know, the, the ability to let go of that control. I can imagine the amount of control and, and, and not control in a bad way, but control from a knowledge point of view as well, mm, that you're the only one with the knowledge. And then the fact yep. that it is your baby and your, your livelihood and everything. Yeah. Um, and how do you delegate that? How do you share that and let someone in? You know, it takes takes a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going through that yourself at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, which and and struggling, which is why I have no people. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it's full but on. It won't it's like always be that way. No, no. And it's funny, like I was just again read something the other day around. You know, we tend to, as a small business, hire people that are exactly like us, mm. and we we should shouldn't be afraid to hire people that are very different to who we are. Mm-hmm. And I get that, like in, you know, when logically my brain goes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Then the other but part it's of harder me, work. It's so hard. Cause I'm like, no, I want someone that thinks like me and is like me. And, but I, but then I don't for the business either. So yeah, it's hard to put into practice. Mm-hmm. As you know, I mean, you've done it. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to hire another senior lawyer again at the moment. Mm. And again, it's really hard because I'm sort of biased against male lawyers at the moment, but I'm really considering this guy. And I'm biased because, you know, I'd tried, I've had two blokes before and each lasted about 12 months because they're just motivated differently. And I, so I'm scared. So have you actually asked the direct question to that guy or been a bit vulnerable and shared how you've been burnt by the two males? Um, No, but I have talked about, you know, the difficulty of hiring lawyers and the ego issue and all that sort of stuff. And um, he he was receptive to that sort of observation. Mm. But I think, well, I've just got to say, don't I? Yeah, but I would actually just say it if it was me. Mm. Um, you know, that, you know, I think you tick all the boxes, but if I'm honest, here's, here's where I'm where worried. my concern is and, what are your thoughts on that? Because <laughs> you're, you're not going to know. I mean, that's just, you know, the bias that you've got because of your experience. Yeah. I would actually just flag it with him. And if he says, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'm only going to be here 12 months. Then, you, then you've got your answer mm-hmm. that, that he's not the right person or he's going to do his best to reassure you. Mm-hmm. And then you might feel a bit more comfortable making that decision to hire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing him again Friday. So second interview. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Start of the year and uh, yep. new people, more new growth. team, more yeah, growth. That's right. That's right. And it comes down to this intuition stuff again, doesn't it? That again, Stacey was talking about and that I so agree with. And I'm trying to do more with my intuition. Yeah. And that whole, you know, where, where is this going to take me feel? Yeah. Um, yeah. Leveraging that intuition and that gut feeling. Hmm. Hmm. And then not second guessing the initial gut feeling and going, oh, well, now my gut doesn't feel like it's right because I've sat on it for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) It's percolated. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. 
And I think, you know, the other thing is just letting go of the outcome as well. You know, like you've just got to try and detach yourself from that and as much as you can to go, okay, this is my gut feel. And if it doesn't go that way, you know, that's all right. It's funny. Actually, I read a definition of faith just, just this week and it said, um, <clears throat> you know, faith is not the belief that everything's going to be okay and go your way, but it's the belief that even if things don't go your way, you will still be okay. And I thought that was really cool that it's, it's true because not everything is going to go our way, but right. you've still got to have faith that you're making the right decision for that moment in time. <laughs> so true, right? It's, it's oh, not going to go our way. Yeah, that is a great definition. And, you know, I, I do know deep down that personally I'll be fine no matter what, mm. but the business won't be. All these ups and downs of these and the disruption of new people and new energies and and then losing them again and burdening everyone else with extra mm. work after someone leaves so stacy stacy she's so good I, it just makes mm-hmm. me think what's next for stacy right mm. what do you think's next do you think she'll grow yeah i do i think that she's naturally inclined just to keep and the upwards movement and you know, I, I was thinking again, because I listened to it again last night as well, even though I only spoke to her last week, that she's almost the epitome of all those books that we read about lean startup and um, yeah. and all those things. And she's it really is, I think that, you know, given another 10 years or something, she'll be in those books as mm-hmm. a case study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Does she have um, offices and premises for the warehouse? So, yeah, she's got the warehouse off-site, but I don't think she has an office in the warehouse because she says that she's absent most of the time from where her staff is, so she's got her office at home. Right, okay, yeah. Mm. So she really has kept overheads down. They've had no external investment. So they got the warehouse, but she hasn't invested in an office. She's got a retail space now though so i mean that that in in itself is a huge investment isn't it it's huge space and stock sitting in there yeah right Hmm. so i was i was thinking about retail versus service businesses and i wouldn't be surprised if her business and my business sort of have a similar revenue but how the overheads are structured differently because my overheads are so people focused because obviously service is people heavy but hers would be obviously buying stock and having warehousing and postage would be a huge Mm. overhead. And so she can run a similar size business with less staff, but probably, well, you know, all I'm assuming, um, similar margins at the end. Did you see the pricing? I was really surprised by the pricing. I had this expectation in my head of what it was going to cost. And I was like, oh, that, that was pretty reasonable. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first things I noticed when I looked, looked at the site. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Because sometimes when it's work specific and it's compulsory, you know, the prices are skyrocket. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think, you know, her pricing's, yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, so a good thing to think about, you know, different business models and um, how it would obviously present a whole lot of different challenges, you know, because yeah. a lot of the businesses that we've spoken to have been service businesses. So I just thought that was, it was really interesting to have her just again, from a selfish perspective, because I like thinking about these things. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think she's got a, um, you know, massive future and I think she's going to, I think she's going to grow. You're right. It's about her mindset. It's about, you know, her resilience and tenacity to get to where she is. And, you know, the next, next couple of years for her will be huge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So what's on for the next week or so? Um, what's on? So just got a new client I'm working with in Brisbane. Great. So I'm going it's to go see there. them. Um, it's a cargo company. There you go. You'll need some PPE. I know. So uh, <laughs> actually I'll be on site. So yes. That's why I said I'm, oh, I can wear my boots there. Yes. Um, so I'll be going to Brisbane and then I am oh, in the midst. So ask me after Friday of closing an amazing deal with a pretty well-known place. I can't give it away yet, but it's somewhere where you probably have been. Well, no, you won't have been because it's in New South Wales only at the moment. Okay. Retail outlet to buy some nice yummy food. So I'm meeting with them on Friday to um, roll out EQ potentially for them for the next 12 months. So great. Freaking excited. Yeah, um, fingers so crossed for you. Well. I will share that at the next podcast. How about that? Either way, whether it's a win or a loss mm -hmm. and, and the learnings out of that, we'll have a bit of a chat next um, next week on that because it would just be perfect timing. Yeah. Love to hear all about it. Very good. Yeah. What about you? I haven't really got any big plans at the moment. I'm just, you know, back in this routine with the increased work and just trying to make it all happen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, go for your uh, 10k a day walks and that's right. Try and tell us by the next podcast if there's any perv. perv uh, all right, I'll start <laughs> actually checking the men out too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure that we're all curious now. It's like, come on. <laughs> so, for people who want to continue the conversation, please comment on our website, rqmeetseq.com.au. And Ush, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm at ushdanek.com. Great. And I'm at JackieBroman.com or TBALaw.com.au. And I did say in these podcast show notes that I'd put that download for the walking meditation. So um, please go to the website and download that because it is it was free online anyway. So I'm just going to put it there again. So I hope you can get something out of that. Excellent. Yay. Cool. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.